Welcome to our podcast. Here you'll find the latest ministry from our church. We hope it blesses you and gives you a fresh perspective. So before we begin, I just want to pray. I just want to say, Lord, minister to our needs. May the words that come through my mouth not be of my doing, may they be of your doing. Lord, may they be words of wisdom. May they reach out to somebody in this room today. May they transform a life as they dare to open their heart, open their minds, and get really curious about what comes up for them. So Lord, be with us as I take you through a wonderful journey for the next 15 minutes. Wow. That was just fantastic, um, that video about Frozen. And the line I just took from it was about the perfect sacrifice for love. And it is love in its royalty. And when I was asked to um, speak today, wow, boy, did I rise to that challenge. And watching the video there made me realize that everything we do is linked. Every single thing that we do in this life is linked. It's underpinned by that one word, love. Without love, there is nothing. And I was asked, I was given um, the passage that I was going to use today, John 12, verses 1 to 7 in the NIV. And uh, Lan said to me, go away, study this, and have a look and see what it is that you'd like to share and the message that comes out to you today. I went away, I studied, I prayed very hard, and uh, I said, Jesus, just show me. Show me what it is right now that you feel that I should be ministering to people. Do you know what came out of all of that praying? Was that I wasn't ministering to you guys, I was ministering to myself through him. So I stand before you today humbly. I'm not here to impress you. I'm here to impress upon you that the day I walked through that church, that door and gave my life to Jesus, has transformed everything in my life underpinned by that one word, love, with a big capital L. So if you do have your Bibles, I just want you to turn to John 12, 1 to 7. Because I think this is really poignant, and I'd just like to to read it. Jesus was anointed at Bethany. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany, where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here, a dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Then Mary took about a pinter of pure nard, an expensive perfume, and she poured it on Jesus' feet and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. But one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, who was later to betray him, objected. Why wasn't this perfume sold and money given to the poor? It was worth a year's wages. He did not say this because he cared about the poor, but because he was a thief. As a keeper of the money bag, he used to help himself to what was put into it. Leave her alone, Jesus replied. It was attended that she should save this perfume for the day of my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. When I read those words, I was in awe. And the one thing that came out of it at that moment in time was those three words, why waste? And Judas Iscariot asked Jesus, why have you allowed her to waste it? That's the question I want to ask you today. Are you wasting love? Is someone trying to minister to you right now? Is there somebody in your life that's trying to offer you love, trying to give you love? And are you wasting it because you're too proud to accept the love that they're offering? Because if you look at that passage, Jesus allowed himself to be ministered to. 
And as he allowed himself to be ministered to, he ministered to, he opened up his heart, his empathetic compassion, and said, I need this love right now. Some of you right at this moment in time may be suffering. You may be deflated, you may be demotivated. Your health may not be where you want it to be. If you're a bit like me, trying to lose a bit of weight. You might have struggles in your relationships with your children, with your spouse, with work colleagues, with your boss, in your business, whatever it is for you. You may have struggles in your finances. They may not be where you want them to be. And some of you right now may need to hold up that blue card and feel like you need to hold it up permanently. And the biggest thing for many of us is we feel exposed in our rawness when we're going through struggles. And we feel weak when we're vulnerable. But in that moment in time, Jesus knew that his time on earth was coming to an end. And he allowed himself to be ministered to. So I want to take you on just a small journey at this moment in time. And I want you to take yourself inside yourself and have this moment with Jesus. And ask yourself, what is it that you need right now? What is it that you need to be ministered for? Is your emotional bank account overdrawn? Have you got insufficient funds in that bank account right now? Well, I'm here to tell you today that it's very exciting when you start to open yourself up to the heart of Jesus. When you start to understand that if you allow other people to pour the perfume on you, you can receive wonderful gifts. How many of you right now are keeping that alabaster jar shut, shut tight, because you're holding on to something for better times? There is no better time than this. And I'm daring you today to dig deep. Those words, those gifts that you have in a moment, I just want you to hold on to them. Some of you have been very quick to look at them, and that's an interesting observation that I'm going to share in a minute. This alabaster jar is representational right at this moment in time of a gift that you have to give to this world. Are you prepared to open it and share it? Because Mary was. She was prepared to open it and give it to Jesus. She poured it on his head and she actually broke, some of the passages say she broke the alabaster box. That box could not be commended. The reason that most of us won't open our alabaster jars is because we're scared, we live in fear. Last week Van talked about hiding behind the walls and if you listen to the podcast, which I did later on, and I've listened to it several times, and it's so true. Most of us live in fear. We feel weak. And most of us, right at this moment in time, we're giving out so much to other people. We're really good. In this church, we are really good for caring for other people. I love this church because it has the heart of Jesus right in it. And I love it because there isn't a moment that goes by that I don't see love being exchanged. However, the one thing that I have witnessed talking to people is that some of us aren't very good at receiving that love back. It's a weakness inside us because it makes us feel vulnerable and we're scared that people might see us as a failure. When actually, to accept love back is to be a success. So if we look and ask ourselves, do you allow yourself to be loved? And as I looked at this, Psalm 23.5 says, You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil and my cup overflows. How do we keep that cup overflowing once we've opened our alabaster jar and shared it with the world? Well, it's not about keeping it full. It's about keeping it refillable. And then as I looked at that psalm, that was, that just, I was just led to read it. I started thinking, okay, so if it's refillable, how do we do that? How do we keep refilling 
our cup? How do we keep it overflowing? Well, you know, many of us are giving out to so many people that we forget to give back to ourselves. We forget to give ourselves some love. And when we look at that, you know, I was guilty of that for the longest time. Simon will bear witness to Before I became a Christian, before I gave myself to the Lord, you know, I was giving out constantly. And I had this brick wall, and that's what the podcast reminded me. I had this wall around me that said, I am strong. I don't need anybody else. And it wasn't until I walked through those doors of the church that I realized that I did need somebody else. I needed him. I needed Jesus. I needed somebody to be able to keep me upright when I needed to. I needed somebody to give me that courage, that blue card, and I carry that in my pocket. And as I went through the scripture, I realized that the things that I'd been doing before I came to know Jesus were just burning me out. And in that moment of burnout and not refueling myself, I was becoming somebody that I wasn't. And I didn't want to be that person anymore. I didn't want to feel vulnerable and scared. I didn't want to think and question myself of my parenting skills or my ability to have a good relationship with my husband or to do the good job or to run a good business. And I stepped back. And when I stepped back, I realized See, this isn't like, like, like riding a bike for me. Anybody ridden a bike? So most people can ride a bike. You know when you first get on, you're a bit scared, you're a bit wonky. And you probably have that blue card all the time. Having my notes here today is like having my stabilizers on. And, uh, and I pray for the day when I don't have lots of notes. But you know what? At this moment in time, I'm just sharing from my heart that what I found when I read that scripture was that most of us are not allowing ourselves to be poured on. We're not allowing ourselves to have that love pour back to us. And Mark, I've missed her, sorry about that. Um, Mark 12, 31, love your neighbor as yourself. There is no greater command than this. People will treat you how you treat yourself. At this moment in time, what are you displaying out into the world? Are you daring to step past your vulnerability? Are you daring to share your love with the world? Are you daring to have that love received back? Because Jesus allowed himself. Was Jesus weak when he allowed himself to be loved? Or was he strong? Was he courageous? Was he open-minded? Was he open-hearted? And I put those balloons there today because I wanted to use them as a symbol. Some people have got their hearts full of love and they feel like they're floating, full of the love of Jesus, because his love never fails. But some of us have got saggy hearts, feel a bit deflated, and we're not filled. But if you dare to open your alabaster jar and pour your perfume on someone else, or even better, you allow somebody else to pour their contents of their alabaster jar onto you, your heart inflates, and you feel like you can do anything, because love conquers everything. And as love conquers, we feel that we are almost able, as Jesus says, anything is possible, I'm possible. I'm going to have to let this go, hang on a minute, you ready? <laughs> and sometimes that's what it feels like when we are not allowing people to minister back to us. You know, at home, I live in a really lovely home with Simon and our two girls. And uh, 
Han and I are very similar. We think we can do everything, you know? Somebody sent me a message saying, you're superwoman today, this morning, and that's the truth, I can show you that message, and sent one back saying, no, I'm really not. And I realised in that minute that I dared, I dared to tell the truth about myself. I'm not a superwoman, I can't, I can't do this on my own. And I, the great thing is, I know I'm not alone. And, 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 and so the question I want to ask is, how can we fulfil Christ's command if we do not show ourselves respect in how we treat ourselves? And I just want you to go inside yourself, just for that moment, just for a little moment of time. How are you treating yourself right now in your health? How are you treating yourself right now in your finances? How are you treating yourself right now in your relationships? How are you fulfilling that command of Mark 12? Love your neighbour as yourself, there is no greater command than this. Do you love your neighbour as you love yourself? And that leads me just finally finish with this. Love never fails. If you take the words, the gifts that I've given you on that piece of paper, I want you to just read them. And I want you to realise that on Valentine's Day today, as we all sit here together, that you have every opportunity to fall in love again. Does anybody ever remember that first time of falling in love? The first stages of falling in love are called limerence. When you fall in love for the first time, there's a sparkle, there's a yearning, there's a need. And the person that you're falling in love with can do no wrong. But then it wanes off, doesn't it? And you start to see their foreboils. And you start to realise it's not a sparkle. And you wish they'd put the toilet seat down. And you wish they'd do the washing up. The amazing thing is when you fall in love with your faith, when you fall in love with that man who is prepared to give us the ultimate sacrifice that gave us salvation and everlasting life beyond that, when you dare to read the words that are in this Bible, the magnificent words that are in that Bible, and start to really study them and understand what they mean, you start to realise that his love never fails and that period of limerence can last for eternity. Because God's love never fails. He'll melt the coldest of hearts. He'll soften the hardest of hearts. And he'll free the most imprisoned, shackled of hearts. So I want you to take those words right now. And I want you to realise that those words are gifts given to you today. I could have used loads of more words. I could have gone on and on. But I really didn't want to stay up all night last night. I knew I needed to get some sleep when the clock said 2 a.m. Because for yesterday evening, for me, was a bit like Christmas Eve. I was excited to think, what gifts will I receive tomorrow when I deliver this? What light bulbs will go on for people when they realise that this is in their hands, it's just a choice? Isaiah 42, 4 in the NLT said, Jesus will not forsake you, nor will he ever let you down. Amen. And if you think about those words on those pages, these are gifts that we have been given. If your emotional bank account is continuously over, overdrawn, you'll burn out. And what will happen is your spiritual gifts will start to wane. And you'll become morally off track. You'll become emotionally off track. And you'll become spiritually off track. Sometimes it feels like we're on an eternal treadmill because we're not realising we can turn to somebody who is incredibly precious and will always be there for us when you feel that other people aren't. 
So those words, I just want you to understand that they are gifts. God-given gifts. Everybody's got different words. What I'd like you to do now is realize that those gifts, you can keep to yourself if you want to. But I promise you, that won't bring you the fruits of a harvest. I'd like you to get up and like to share a gift. Swap your gift and realize the power of love in Jesus is by giving and sharing and becoming one. So if you'd like to get up and share your gift with somebody and bless them today with that gift, whatever it may be. I truly believe that God knows everything. And when he gave me the idea to put this bag of gifts together, that was his way of ministering to each and every one of you. That word that you receive today is going to play a part in your week to come. And I want you to realize that you have a choice. You have a choice to accept this gift, or you can do what Judas, Judas Iscariot did. You can sneer and you can turn your nose up at it and you can criticize the giver of that gift. But I'm telling you now, he will never criticize you because Jesus' love never fails. Notice, if you look at each other's words when we finish, I didn't use the word perfect in there because there is only one person that is perfect. And I didn't use that word perfect in there because God gives us a perfect love. And I want you to think about this. He gives us unconditional love. Do you give others unconditional love? Do you see their hearts? Do you see their pureness behind their behavior? Because they are just simply behaviors. Behaviors do not make the person. Behaviors can be changed, and so can hearts, when you realize that Jesus can give you everything that you need. And I just want to finish on this. I just want to say, Lord, Give, give us open hearts and the grace to allow the oil that we pour onto others to be fully poured over us. And finally, 1 Corinthians 13, 1, 13 in the NIV. I just want to read this because these words are the most precious words on Valentine's Day. If I speak in the tongues of a man or of angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I am nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor and give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. But where there are prophecies, they will cease. Where there are tongues, they will, they will be stilled. Where there is knowledge, it will pass away. For we know in part, and we prophet in prophecy in part, but when completeness comes, what is in part disappears. When I was a child, I taught like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child. When I became a man, I put the ways of childhood behind me. For now we see only a reflection as in the mirror. Then we shall see face to face. Now I know in part, then I shall know fully, even as I am fully known. And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Amen.
And I just want to leave you with that thought. Are you allowing yourself to be ministered to? It's Valentine's Day. You can open your heart and you can receive the gift that Jesus has to give you. Amen. Thank you for listening to our podcast. For more information and resources, please visit our website, www.newlifepentecostal.church. We do hope you'll listen again.